0: Welcome to the Momgasm podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Holy shit, we're in the same room together. Momgasm's back in the flesh with new equipment. This week, we caught up in the real world. We talked about the last three months, how it's drastically affected our sex lives, our mental health, our ability to embody, and this wild revolution that we're finding ourselves in. We cover a whole lot of topics in this one, so sit down, buckle up, maybe get your notepad out because you are going to get some nuggets of wisdom. Enjoy. Enjoy. Amount,
1: a fuck worth amount of chemicals. Uh, how do you, qu- how do you even quantify that?
0: <laughs> how do I you think, quantify a fuck worth? I feel like fuck worth was my attempt to quantify something, and it just <laughs> it makes no sense. No, it's really hard to think of
1: what a fuck worth is.
0: A fuck load, but even. In- but what is
1: a fuck load? Even. <laughs> Well, in the context of chemicals on the microphone, P.S., this is amazing that we are just lounging on
0: the right. couch. I, my pelvic no. floor is probably like, mm, <laughs> bitch, you should sit up straight. Yeah. You okay. should uh, write your position. But the rest of me is like, yes,
1: living r- for this.
0: Very much. Very much. Right? Very much so. Um. This, so this is weird.
1: This is really weird because now we have to uh, always be holding a microphone.
0: <laughs> We can't be hands free. No, opening I up I liquids. I can't get as handsy <laughs> as I once did. Right. Can't be giving you foot rubs. No. I can't. Oh God, this is a struggle. This is so much more of a struggle than I want it to be. Someday we'll have. Oh no. Oh my God. Someday we will have enough money that we can invest in stands and go hands free again. Hold cheers. Cheers it. Okay, wait, how do I cheers this? Cheers okay. to
1: being back together since fucking March 6th. So this was the last time that I saw you. Oh, my God. Holy fuck, man. And it's June 17th? June 17th. That's a, that's right. <sighs> Holy fuck. Here we go. Oh, you really
0: wanted to get that slurp in there. <laughs> that's, uh, once again, we're drinking a propeller has been a little bit of limelight go go to drink of choice lately it, it feels very much That's like amazing. this one of the summer drinks for me because it's just like light and delicious it's like everything i want A Corona with lime to be Without the effort of trying to cram a lime wedge Into the bottle of Corona Oh my god
1: And it never goes the way you want it to go Like it just It's always a difficult thing You always end up getting fucking lime juice in your eye Get it all over your hands And if it cut on your hand It's just like the worst fucking feeling And it's like Why do I do this Just to drink this beer And then like when you go And you have a party And then you have a lime wedge stuck at the bottom And then you want to clean up the bottles To recycle them To be a good human being It's like impossible
0: It really is It really is, Sarah. (sighs) I didn't know I felt this passionately about a lime wedge. (laughs) But I I feel for anyone that really enjoys drinking Corona with lime, they are probably nodding their head in this like yeah my pain and frustration is being felt like we were before we even started this we were just talking about the importance of sharing stories and like visibility in hearing stories and this is just validation (laughs) for everyone else who has had this same struggle of trying to get the motherfucking lime wedge eloquently (laughs) into the corona it's like the the art cutting the perfect wedge yes and i am not a mixologist or bartender like this is (laughs) not a skill that has been passed my cat is now drinking my beer (laughs) jasper no but this is not this is not a skill that has been passed on to me no um and so the ability to just go to my local brewery Mm -hmm. and get something that already has the lime put in that's, that's it all right. It tastes with me. amazing.
1: Like, honestly, it's like one of the best tasting fucking lime flavored beer beverages that I've ever had.
0: Beer beverage? Beer beverage. Are there other beverages <laughs> that are actually, that's, that's, that is true. I was going to be like, oh, are there other beer beverages that aren't actually beer? And I'm like, well, I guess you can get like coffee beer and like yep. other weird things. Yep. Anyway, I feel like we need to do a better job of being like, hey, I'm Lindsay. Sorry I had to burp. Hey, I'm Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're new here, you just got a really good idea of how this shit's going to go down.
1: Welcome to Momgasm, where our burps are not censored as much as our
0: queefs. (laughs) Oh, speaking of queefs. Oh, here we go. I have some queef queef stories. It's been like
1: four months since I've seen you. The first story we tell is a queef story. You know it's a real friendship. (laughs) Right?
0: I feel well, like more friendships need to involve queef stories. I though. agree. Because again, visibility and stories. How much? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. How much more validated, <laughs> right? Can we be if we talk about our queefs more often? Fuck yeah! So I've been. I've had to adjust a lot of things in my life over the yeah. last three months, which many of us have. And part of that has been adjusting my teaching, my yoga teaching practice into an online platform. Right. So the difference with teaching yoga online is I, I can't see my students. I can't touch my students. And so I have to actually demo the entire class because if I have a new person in the class who's never done yoga before, who's relatively new to yoga, mm. sometimes words are just not enough. Yeah, absolutely. So they don't have the ability of looking around at everybody else in the room and having that quick glance yeah. of like... Okay, this is what I think I'm supposed to do with my body. Everybody else seems to be doing something relatively similarly. So I think I'm okay and I'm safe here. So with that, I have to like get all breathy and and do everything while I'm teaching, which is a whole fucking different experience, especially <laughs> like doing it with a heart condition too, where I'm like, oh God. I can get a little breathy Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but my puss has occasionally gotten a little bit breathy too. And I mean, if you've listened to this show for a long time, the mic that I use for teaching class is the mic that we typically use for recording until we got this sick ass upgrade that we're yeah, using right bitch. now. <laughs> but that mic picks up everything. Oh, that mic picks no. up everything. And so the amount of times that I have, I, I know that my students have heard me farting and queefing, I can I cannot even count <laughs> Like, I just can't, I just can't. And it's, it's so funny. Cause it's like, I'm not awkward about it. Like I'm not weird about it. Cause I'm, I have zero shame in that department anymore. Do you just anymore. keep moving along or do you call it out and you're like, oh, that was totally me. That's the thing. That's the thing. I have not called it out in the process of it. Mm. I've definitely, there've been one or two times where I've like chuckled to myself. <laughs> like I've had that like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, that's the moment that I'm, like, sitting in my brain and being like, Lindsay, do we say something? Do we just keep going? Do we keep this secret to ourselves? Do we, like, message the one person who is in the class that we also know outside of this teaching relationship and be like, hey, just so you know, did you hear that queep? That was me. (laughs) Like, it's, and it's, I'm the only one that has audio, too so there's no one else
1: oh my god because that's what i thought i was like could you pass it off like is it you know everyone has their audio on so it can be totally passed off to anyone like it's just like a noise in the background but no you're the only one with audio so i'm no there's no there's no passing that off there's unless
0: my dog was like really close yeah right and even then we all know that's like a (laughs) it's not a That
1: was a perfect queef noise. It really was. Like, I feel like you really incorporated the sound of your lips parting and then closing.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that I could do that. I was really... It's, it's funny. A lot of the time, um, I'll have, like, an idea for a sound in my head. And then I don't know if I can physically, like, get it from my brain into my mouth yes. in the way that I want it to happen. It's an art form. It is. It really is. It is. And I feel like it's it's a craft that I, I'm pretty apt to in a lot of the times (laughs) it's also some of the times very not (laughs) but when when she nails it it is good shit
1: dude that see that's something like i always i it's so funny we're having this conversation just because like this is something i have thought about myself i think everyone has had those thoughts where you're like oh my god like i've got a i've got like this conversation i really want to make sure that this sound comes out properly (laughs) to make this story fucking hilarious and like every time that i'm in that moment it never comes out the way that it actually sounds i'm always like god fucking shit
0: like oh you just you just need to be really willing to like sit in front of a mirror and repeat that sound or what you think that sound would it's like an embodiment practice absolutely right I have just spent an obscene amount of time doing that within my life. (laughs) Like being a kid, getting lost in the woods, making fart noises with my mouth. (laughs) No way. (laughs) For sure. I was always doing weird shit as a kid. Like I was totally the kid that was like off in the wood. Oh, my, my big thing was like, the story that I was a, a vampire princess because I have two moles on my neck and I was like hardcore into Buffy without actually being allowed to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Love it. Like I would see s- Buffy lover. I would sneak that shit on occasion. So I had only seen maybe like 10% of the entire show, but it was enough that I was like, that's alluring. I want that. Yes. And So I lived out that weird fantasy in the forest while, like, making leaf potions and making fart noises with my mouth and also setting things on fire. I did that a lot. That's my, the Aries. A little bit of pyro. Oh, for sure. More than a little. (laughs) Let's call that out. More than a little.
1: Okay. Is there some, like, underlying stories here about you setting some shit on fire and running away from it
0: and pinning it on somebody else? No, but I did set our playground on fire a few times. What? I did. Control your family playground? Like you're in your house? No. We were like low to maybe middle class family. But like every kid had like, you know, like a real shitty fucking metal swing set. We did not. Really? You didn't have that? No, we wow. did have like the big the big moment of look at this thing we now have for us was like one of those wooden swing sets that fit the whole family do you know do you know what i'm talking about like they're they're wooden they i feel like they're a big thing that like was built out in the valley or in like not the valley like what you would see in the south shore like all of the wooden okay artwork and yes. stuff and then like the big wooden swings that were like right. two seaters right. that faced each other oh those and it, things r- oh, i don't those know those things were f- so much fun they were fucking dangerous i almost broke many a limb oh god getting yeah. like my limbs like sucked under the bottom oh yeah Yet yeah, i still repeatedly would like play on that shit and then my mom would come out and yell at us and be like don't break this nice expensive thing that i worked really hard to get oh poor mom right fuck but we didn't have like a playground or anything because we had a playground really close uh by us because you lived out out in the middle of nowhere a little bit right the middle of nowhere middle of somewhere <laughs> You city folk. Everything outside of the city is the middle of nowhere. <laughs> the middle of somewhere. Just not anywhere <laughs> important.
1: <laughs> oh, I can hear
0: everyone from Westville being like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just like riding in my privilege right now. My big city privilege. Is that a thing? I don't know. Big
1: city privileges. No, it wasn't the middle of nowhere. It was a little small town, rural Nova Scotia. Um, you know, like we had playgrounds, but you know, I feel like every kid in my neighborhood had that shitty little tin swing set. With a slide. a slide that would burn your ass. Oh my God. And then I remember, yes, it would burn your ass. And like every winter, me and my brother would always stick our tongues on it. And of course, always get them stuck. Every It time. was like a rite of passage every winter. it's like
0: And you never learned.
1: Never learned. Just kept doing it. And then of course, the fucking thing. Like every time you would go on the swing... Because it was only made of tin, whenever you would want to go higher, the entire swing set would tip. <laughs> and, like, it was literally playing Russian roulette. You're like, am I going to die this swing set d- moment? Like, is this going to be my, this is, is this how I'm going to go at this point in time? But, no, we never went. And I think we did actually, I think my brother did one time tip the swing set. And it was like amazing, and we thought that that was like the coolest fucking you thing. You lived, in man. The world. Yeah, you lived through that. Oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: I so, us city folk. Fuck. Did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking city folk.
0: <laughs> but us city folk, it was not as common to have like the the rusty old playground in the backyard. Like it was, there were in my suburban neighborhood. Oh. There was there were like playgrounds for people to go to. Mm. So you didn't really need to have one. And we also a lot of people just didn't have the space to have one either. So we just had that weird swing. And then I would go to the playground and and do the grounders and be the cool person and play um, spotlight tag. And shit with the neighborhood oh, yeah. kids outside and play oh, yeah. street hockey and all of that fun shit.
1: Spotlight tag is that we would call that track down. That's in the middle of the night where you play tag and you have lights. You have oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking. Except for I was like
0: the kid that could never fucking win because I had a fucking heart condition and oh. was just like any. I was always the last picked because they're like, well, we know she's not going to win. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> who wants her?
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was see, I was the uh, little sister, like I was the baby of the family and so I would never get picked to play with my brothers and sister. They're like, no, you're a baby. And I'm like twelve years old. I'm like, I'm not a baby anymore And then of course I'd start crying and they'd be like, see baby I'm like, Fuck
0: That's fair. You're not baby, you're just very water sign emotion. Very water sign emotion. Right? I was yes. the truth. Also cry a lot. Crying a lot. But yeah, I sat the I was I was a pyromaniac and still am, but I was very responsible with my fire setting. Like I do you, I don't know if you remember or if you had them out where you were <coughs> growing up, but a lot of uh the playgrounds in the city had this like weird like playhouse thing, but it was like green. So the outside of it was green and it had like it was like green metal paneling and it had little holes in the metal paneling and then the base of it was like wood planks and then there was like two wooden benches one on either side and this was just like the the this like weird little playhouse thing that you would just sit in i guess usually like my my parent my parental unit was sitting in it just like waiting for us to be done at the playground but I would almost always like either set a fire in there or, but I would like build a little rock thing around it to contain my fire. Who was giving you fucking stuff. matches? Oh, I just fucking find them and take them. What the fuck? We had a fucking fireplace at home. So we always had like an unlimited supply of matches. So I just fucking take my Fucking city kids,
1: man. Starting fires, getting hands on that. No, I should say like. Real nova scotia kids are
0: still just as fucked i lit fires instead of doing drugs
1: yeah well you know i think i had a lot more fun but <laughs>
0: <laughs> do not underestimate <laughs> making fires sarah
1: dude we would do drugs and then start fires in the middle of the woods and that was always never a good idea see but you need... someone always ended up falling in the fucking bonfire oh, like every Jesus. party every party. And then they would always play the game where like they would jump over, like walk over like walk through it, and like everyone is like wasted. Oh my God. Just stupid. My my
0: heart hurts. Stupid. because I being a being a smart safe fire kid, that that is a no for me.
1: What's that bear? What's that bear? Oh Smokey Smokey the Bear? Smokey the Bear. He'd
0: be so proud of you. He would. He would not be proud of you, though. Smokey would be like casting. Hey, man, I some didn't judgment. start the
1: fires. I just did the drugs, and I looked at the fire.
0: Okay, And it was beautiful every time. <laughs> I feel like somewhere Smokey would be like, "Don't mix, don't mix drugs and fire." Yeah, no. I feel like that's that's a pretty hard no. Smokey the Bear rule. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Smokey. <laughs> Anyway, I feel like we could just talk about random shit forever, always, especially always. Like especially because we haven't seen each other. I know, and like even though we've in been the recording,
1: flesh. it's way more exciting being together in the flesh. Recording does that
0: count as recording? No, I mean, I know funny. what happened. It's just I was there. Not the same. Ah, not the same. That's my noise for that. <laughs> yeah. ah. It's like the like treading water, being like right got that. Ah. right just very much struggle
1: right very much struggle but we got through it
0: i feel like we're oh there's an upswing there's new no technology it. oh my god the technology there's like this revitalization of of Matching our our intention with impact and like what we want to do with this next fucking six to twelve months and just like this fierce fuck yes rebirth energy happening in the last week or so now that things are opening up yeah fuck we're starting
1: whoa I hope that got on fucking mic oh my
0: god. I could feel that coming the entire time I that was, was like talking. a burp and a roar all at once. <laughs> that burp is the embodiment of what I was just saying. <laughs> That's the level of ferocity that uh, that you and I have been kind of cultivating oh in the last couple of days. But yeah, we're gonna go on a little retreat. We're gonna yeah, go on, we are gonna go on a little uh, biz yeah, biz retreat. We are the the very
1: first one. And we were talking about this since like the beginning of Momgasm. I think we yep. were like talking about. Um, envisioning what we wanted momgasm Mm. to look like and i remember us saying wouldn't it be amazing to like you know every three six months or something like that like go away together Mm. get away like you know for a weekend or maybe a week like whatever and like brainstorm Mm. get creative and just like wouldn't that be incredible because as stay-at-home moms (laughs) um we don't have really the time throughout the day to devote um Uninterrupted time to momgasm. Like, I find it, I f- personally find it really difficult. Like, I'm lucky if I get an hour, which I did the other day it, because Roland napped for the first time in months. Oh, um, hallelujah. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was not banking on it and he fell asleep. So I went downstairs immediately with Henry. He occupied himself and I was like, I'm going to work on momgasm. Oh, my God. And it was just like pure ecstasy. Mm. And like, I look at all of our, f- like, my friends who are working in the design field and doing art and they're just like yeah i just spent like eight hours in design it's amazing and i'm like fuck you
0: (laughs) said with all of the love in the world all the
1: fucking love and the stuff they're coming up with is amazing but i'm like i remember those days when i had Just endless amounts of time. And shrooms. To brainstorm into shrooms and create things. And now it's like impossible to like even do one fucking thing. Like it's impossible to just, it's not impossible. It's just, it's challenging. So this getaway Mm. is so needed on so many levels, especially after the pandemic well i mean it's still happening it's It's not done
0: very very real still happening still Still fucking shit mess in a lot of places thankfully
1: nova scotia has gone eight straight days with no new cases no new deaths um so we decided to get together but it feels like nova scotia is crawling back to this new normal of whatever that looks like you know and we're So it feels good to be getting back together and to have the opportunity to you know create with each other again Mm. instead of like long distance like texting each other and being like okay what do you think of this okay i guess we'll just go ahead
0: and do it all right good job bud (laughs) well also like (laughs) but i don't want to right right because i have like two children pulling at me constantly and my poor husband is like doing way too much work and Having to do that work while kids are like pulling at him and me just feeling emotionally tapped Tap the fuck up. out before I even get out of bed in the morning. Oh. L- like it's, it's almost like the idea of knowing that there's another fucking day where I am trapped in the house with my kids. I like, I can't even get my shit together enough be an active parent like I just I'm like nope just nope just 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 a lot of nope which is not helpful honestly
1: that feels so relieving to hear you say that because there's been so many days where I have actually gone to bed and have felt disappointed to know that tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and do the same shit over again
0: oh you are not alone in that I'm sure there are countless like moms who are in a similar situation that we've been in the last few months. They're just like, I feel so seen. Right? Because it's like, it's so hard. And it's not even necessarily that like, the kids have been horribly demanding or really terrible or anything. It's just like the monotony of it all. like The monotony, th- yeah. This endless groundhog ground day loop that doesn't end. And like the blurring of days... Where like the I was living for the weekend s- for as long as I could because that kept me going because those two days I was like okay great at least we don't have like the pull of Jeff trying to do work yeah but then I would try and make up for that and yep. and catch up on on all of the shit that I wish I had been doing or wanted to get done mm-hmm. throughout the week that I like frustratingly tried to do with kids pulling up my legs and I was like this isn't working. So it's, yeah, I'm really, I'm feeling a lot of gratitude in how even just the energy of things are changing. And I know like there's so much other heavy, important, wild shit happening right now mm-hmm. in the world. Um, like we're having this, this massive Like racial awakening, which really I'm like a revolution. Yes, it is the start of a revolution, and I just hope to fuck that we have like enough people conscious now that it can actually be the revolution that it's needed to be for a really long time. Like that's oh, and it's like that's that's a lot, and then like there's there's just so much that is happening unfolding and unfolding around us but it it almost feels like and obviously this is this is inherently privilege in itself but it feels like nova scotia is almost insulated Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. in how things are starting to open up again Mm -hmm. and i mean i'm i'm one of those people where i was having a really good conversation with a friend of mine, um, who, who also happens to to be in uh, a service profession, in the sense that they offer some type of counseling or one on one service, mm-hmm. and so they've been they finally opened up their offices again, and we were having a conversation around how hard this this how inhumane. And, like, inhumane in the sense of, like, the humanness is being kind of stripped away in a lot of senses in how we're going about this idea of, like, quote, unquote, new normal mm-hmm. with, like, not being able to touch people and, like, having to keep two feet, two feet, two meters, two meters, yeah. two meters distance, which is six, six feet. feet. Um, and, and yeah, like, it, it's, there is, for somebody that's very somatic touchy-feely like I, I gotta embody my feelings and I have to like give and receive love in the form of touch like it's so it feels so foreign to me to to try and navigate in a world where I am not supposed to do that while also fully recognizing why it's important to not mm-hmm. in times and so it's it's been this really interesting space of being grateful for this kind of insular feeling of Nova Mm -hmm. Scotia right now with how well things are going Mm -hmm. um having that like meeting that wall of resistance of not wanting to (laughs) not not wanting to follow protocol but also recognizing that in following protocol it's it's not just about me it's also about um, other people who are like me or who are worse off than me when it comes to their health or uh, immune system and having to like check myself in in that privilege bubble that I hold while also resisting the idea of calling this a new normal because so I'm like this is not the way that humans are supposed to exist and coexist temporarily 100 sure mm-hmm. here on board for that but this this idea of a new normal is this is this Picture this story of, well, this is what we're doing forever, which I'm like, no, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. That's not sustainable in any way, shape or form. And talking about um, some of the plans that I've seen for daycares and schooling systems and stuff like that. And like, that is not how we raise like conscious, functioning, healthy humans. Mm. It's not possible to, to keep people especially children, physically distanced and expect them to be okay in any way, shape, or form.
1: That's what we got to do right now. Right? So that's
0: why I'm like, for now, sure. Fuck this new normal. (laughs) I'm here for the new normal that's like smashing the patriarchy, smashing white supremacy, smashing fucking capitalism and destroying racism. That I'm here for. But
1: I think, yeah, in context of saying this is the new normal, I mean, look at how much the world has changed take away the fact that yes we're social distancing at some point i think that will end and i have no idea when it
0: better i have no
1: idea when people are gonna stop wearing face masks you know but that doesn't i don't find that that is no that doesn't bug Uh -uh. me face Um, masks
0: i'm like good great high five let's go
1: cool um but just thinking about how much change has happened over these last six months like think about like i remember when amazon was on fire and then i think australia next was on fire and then a few months maybe a month or two after that here in nova scotia we started experiencing earthquakes and everyone was like what mm. the fuck like that never happens and then COVID happened and now the revolution is happening and then we had some well, we, well before the revolution we had some real tragedies happen here in nova scotia um and so it, it's really cultivating this unique unprecedented time in humanity where never before have we been so apart but we are also rising up together like never before mm. you know and, and it's such a weird time for that and and not only just humanity is being impacted but our our economical structures you know all of that the economy is being impacted in for better and for worse ways and you know like today in a canadian house of commons oh my
0: god jagmeet called one of the bloc quebecois mps a racist which is bloc quebecois of course they are i mean like sorry that's my like political that's your
1: political duchery showing i'm not gonna
0: it's fair. Yeah. But, but that's on me solely. As Lizzie. <laughs> I will take, I will take that.
1: But you know that what a, what a moment, you know, and I, I don't know what's going to come from this in Canadian politics, but Jagmeet was so upset because he was trying to pass a motion for um, the Canadian government to implement uh, revisions mm. um, to the police uh, structure and just, re- you know, go over like what, what is wrong here? And because that one black Quebecois party member said no you know it's he called him out and I was like holy shit this is amazing well it wasn't th-
0: there is a lot of history with that individual being outwardly racist anyway so yeah, it's like the, that's what I read in, in Jagmeet calling him out or them out it wasn't it, like it's not necessarily calling them out because they said no it's you're saying no and I also know your history of being very openly racist
1: well yeah apparently they were in uh i know this is a tangent but apparently they were in a uh a conversation with one another and it wasn't being aired over the mic it was in private conversation but it was in the house and then um uh, this guy his colleague she heard jagmeet call uh, her colleague a racist, and so she stood up and was like, "Well,
0: like call this out." Oh my gosh, that's not what she said, but. But how <laughs> fucking ridiculous is it, right? That we are currently in a time where a person of color is calling a white individual a racist, and then being removed for that. Like right. that is an opportunity to be like, mm, "Got that wrong," right? And it, yeah. There's just. Yeah. So
1: I when I say the new normal, I am excited to say that. Mm. I'm excited to see all this fire.
0: Well this and we you and I have been talking about this in kind of um anytime in text
1: form yeah honestly fucking facebook (laughs) messenger form we call each uh, other anytime we're
0: on (laughs) fucking zoom parties this comes up somehow because it's like for for me like that i'm also very i'm excited for like the cleansing process and like taking the blinders off which is happening in a really big way right now and the opportunity the very palpable energetic moment that we are in for a a visceral death and a rebirth and I like I feel in my bones that that's what's happening and I mean one of the things that I've been talking about a lot for me personally and the things that I've been kind of revisiting and talking to um, my husband Jeff about a lot has been how can I stretch um, what I'm doing so that it my impact is actually matching my intention and what kind of social activism do I want to be doing with my everyday life in, in the way that I'm integrating it just into my life as a normal thing. And that's Mm. the kind of new normal that I'm like, yes. So in, in just to give like an example of that, we had a big conversation today about food usage and I I went on this big tangent. I was like, why the living fuck is food a commodity and not a resource? Why have we commodified a thing that we need to live? Like that, that to me is like capitalism gone wrong. Like, what have we, well, capitalism is fucked anyway, but that's a whole other yeah. conversation. Yeah. But th- like, I can't in my brain fathom, like, why that is a thing like why are we not using food boxes and and for everyone and doing it seasonally so when i initially presented this idea it was met with this resistance um from him which uh, hey babe hope you don't mind me talking about this (laughs) but it was initially met with this resistance from him and saying like well because we don't have the we would have to pay so much money to ship our food uh across the water and i was like babe anything that our body requires is available to be grown or accessed within the climate that we live in yeah we just need to change the way that we're eating you don't need fucking avocados no i want them i love them there's part of me that's like has attached some sort of idea of like luxury or health to things like avocado or brazil nuts or fucking chia seeds or whatever that quote-unquote superfood food yeah is yeah and in reality, I don't actually need that to thrive and I would probably be a lot better off if I was living in a world where I invested in local CSA boxes from my local small organic farms which is something that we've done in the past and because we had this conversation we're now looking into implementing that again and even though sometimes it feels inconvenient because you don't know what you're going to get in a box and you could end up with like 20 rutabaga and you're like I don't want to fucking eat rutabaga every day for 2 weeks stews on the menu for 2 weeks <laughs> but rutabaga. but I I can almost guarantee that if and when that was to happen yeah that would be the time of year probably in the winter where i should be eating that every single day and oh, having absolutely. stews
1: i mean like i i'm i i'm guilty for buying avocado i'm guilty for buying bananas i'm guilty for buying right. uh with something else grapes or do we do we, we
0: grow, grow grapes. grapes we grow grapes
1: here? yes we do uh, yeah we do anyway there's definitely things that ollie and i buy uh that don't come from here but i've I mean, I haven't gone grocery shopping with Ollie since the pandemic happened. Um, he's been doing all the grocery shopping, and he <laughs> he's come back a, a few times, and I have criticized what he's bought, and I, oh, I feel bitch, bad. Oh, me too, me too. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that, that's, like, that's, I'm an idiot. Like, that's so mean. <laughs> like, he is going out there risking his health, and he's coming home with all this amazing food, and I'm like, why did
0: you get that? Oh, my God. But where is this one specific thing that I really wanted that right? you clearly did not get?
1: And I'm like, Sarah, just shove it up your butt. I mean, that might be that nice. would great. That would be <laughs> great,
0: actually. Especially if it's phallic shaped. Yeah. Please, God, don't <laughs> shove food up your asshole. This is we're not condoning this. No, yeah, no. That is dangerous. I haven't actually. Flared base or don't put it up your
1: butt. Any food up my butt.
0: I don't even know but if have I've shoved put- any up my puss. I don't think I have either. I've been curious about cucumber
1: i've been curious about cucumber about or it. a carrot but i don't think i've ever actually done it i
0: feel like a carrots not girthy enough for me mm, i could
1: i could I, you know if you put some vegetables in front of me uh, you know i'd say hey carrot maybe you're <laughs> the one for me but would you peel it first <laughs> no because it would turn my vagina or my yeah it would turn it orange would it though it totally would if you yeah if you peel the skin off of it it would totally turn it orange because whenever i'm peeling carrots my hands
0: get orange But your hands <sighs> you could like peel the carrot and then run it underwater true anyway <laughs> fuck it
1: <laughs> i love how we're really breaking down the idea of like how this is feasible to shove a carrot up my pussy <laughs>
0: Tune in next week where we find out how that was for Sarah. <laughs> Tune into our next review. <laughs> Vegetables.
1: <laughs> I'm actually not opposed to that.
0: <laughs> oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> I'm dying. She just whacked her head off the fucking bookshelf. <laughs> like the corner of the bookshelf. I'm so sorry. This is probably the most unpleasant thing to listen to. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck, man. Oh, that hurts. Wow. So, CSA
1: boxes. Well, yeah. (laughs) CSA boxes. uh, You know, like, yeah. If you want to go down that route of buying boxes, but you can honestly just go to the fucking grocery store and be like, okay, what is here that is local? And make sure that what you're buying is Canadian. Wow. Not America. Well, I'm sorry, America, but like here in Canada, we should really be supporting
0: local. Here's my argument. I mean, everyone should support local. Here's my argument. I'm going to be like a little shitty kitty for a minute cuz okay. I'm on this big like fuck capitalism and oh, absolutely. fuck consumerism moment, well full while recognizing that I am doing a shit job at actually implementing this, like I will call myself out and rake myself over the coals for that.
1: But as long as you're trying, right?
0: Well, it's a new, it's the it's the it's the opportunity of reevaluating what I've wanted to do for a long time, that I've realized that I've not implemented enough. Yeah, right. And then, and then, choosing to be more proactive in what I'm doing and recognizing, like, choosing to support a small local farm is a a rack a racked What what you trying to say there? <laughs> oh my god! Let's try that again. Let's try that again. Those moments where you're like on a roll and then like the really smart thing that you were going to say is just gone into the <laughs> abyss of your your mom brain. And you're like, I don't even know what the word even means anymore or where it went. It's just gone it's forever. Just gone. But it like the idea of purchasing a CSA box or buying into you um, or paying or only shopping exclusively from small local farms is a... Gone again, but I know what you're trying to say. I I mean, obviously,
1: shopping at a local farm or supplier is far better than going to your grocery store. I have talked about this with Ollie so many fucking times, but it's like the it's the it's the necessity, it's the convenience of being able to walk in a grocery store Mm. and everything is there. And, you know, I'm trying to do my part of, like, okay, I'm going to make sure it's local. I'm going to make sure it's in season. Like, mm. yes, okay, I'm still going to buy bananas. And I'm going to buy three bunches of bananas because my kids love fucking bananas. Oh, my God, mine too. My kids are bananas for bananas. Um, but, you know, that's a good place to start. And I hope that one day Ollie and I can then, you know, finally make that fucking very probably easy switch to just go into our local market. <gasps>
0: well, it's also, it's... it's e- the reason that i love csa boxes so much is i don't even have to fucking do the shopping
1: well yeah there you go right
0: like i i am essentially what you're doing is you're like buying almost like a share in a farm yeah that's and then every single week for a set number of weeks you can choose whether you want half a year a full year um some some do three month um terms you will get that box every single week and you either pick it up or it's delivered depending on the farm that you're you're working with um, there's also a lot that do kind of like co-op CSAs where it's like multiple farm organizations that are that are doing a box so you can get fruits and you can get veggies and you can get eggs and you can get meat and then you get your box and then you practice stretching that mm-hmm. for an entire week mm-hmm. and so it's it's a it's like a very um socially conscious way to engage not only with your food um where you're from you have opportunities to go visit the farms if you want to go visit the farms you're supporting your local economy Mm -hmm. and you're it's like a revolutionary act Mm -hmm. in the way that i'm thinking about it because if i am interested in things like anti-racism work and in the idea of one day having a system where everyone gets a fucking box for no money and instead we're paying for that food with taxes like this is my ideal dream world that we're talking Mm, about now my utopia it would be a great place to live man I like deal with COVID better (laughs) if you're rolling your eyes at me I I love you anyway It's fine I'll I'll take that but it, it's like being in a position where food is no longer a commodity and if if you are lucky and if you are affluent and if you do yeah. have more, yeah. then you can, you can redirect that spending somewhere else or you can choose to also pay a premium price for something like avocados. Yeah. So we're not destroying our rainforests where we're not like burning things down so that we can build a monocrop of something ridiculous that we don't actually need to ship across absolutely to a new continent for well that's what i
1: feel like what going back to you know the last six months and what's happened you know with, with so when those fires had happened that really made us think about our environment and and, um, global warming. And we all became very passionate about the environment. And then when COVID and the pandemic happened, we everything shut down and then we really had to rely on locals sources which was incredible mm. and i would be i'm really interested to know what the statistics are on like what the businesses, local businesses if their business increased i mean i know businesses have shut down because mm. you know we haven't been able to support them but i know that i was making an effort to yeah. order from local rather than order- ordering from amazon or if i if it wasn't provide if I couldn't find it locally I made sure it was within Canada Mm. and I'd be really interested to know what those statistics are because I think that that was one gift that COVID gave us was that we all started to rely
0: on community a lot more than we ever have absolutely and and that like I guess my my thought process with that is like this this kind of new wave of awakening has just increased that more to have me questioning like can I or could I live exclusively shopping only in Nova Scotia. yeah. And what would that, what would that look like That'd for me? Really what, would that, right? what would that look like for me? What would that look like for my family? Would I actually end up benefit benefiting from feeling healthier because I'm actually only feeding my body things that are in season so that my body can work in harmony with the environment that it is living in. Yeah. Right. And, and then thinking about that as like a, a social justice movement and, And, like, taking anything that I have that is extra and then reinvesting that into the communities that are around. Or, like, what I would love to see happening is, like, if CSA box organizations... I say organizations but they're most of them are like small farms are providing opportunity to add like an extra 10 bucks to your order every single month so that it could go towards providing a family in need a box
1: oh that's fantastic
0: right like this is this is where my brain is going now where I'm like if if the if Mm -hmm. the people who are in charge are not going to take care of us how can we show them a way that this can happen by doing it ourselves Mm -hmm. like that's been where my brain has been going lately Mm. uh if if you know a csa and they're listening or they need to listen to this let me know let's make it happen because like honestly when i'm at the grocery store and they're
1: like i'm paying for the order and they're like would you like to donate two dollars to this this and this and i'm like yeah no because i'm thinking i'm like will that money even make it to them Mm -hmm. like where is that money going yeah Like, I I feel just hearing you say that, that they would, you know, donate that $10 or like a box to a family. I'm like, I trust that way more than I trust that $2 to whatever charity at those big markets. Right. Like big time.
0: Exactly. And it's, I think like the other wave for me that like pushed me into this, like really, really desperately wanting to support my local farmer's market, support my local farms and, and reinvest in CSA boxes is with chains like Loblaws taking away that fucking $2, added pay that mm-hmm. they were giving their employees being like oh crisis is over yeah except for it's not yeah, yeah. so we're gonna take your money no how have you not realized that being and working in a grocery store is an essential fucking service yeah and they should be paid that money all of the time all of the not time. just temporarily yeah I like fuck you and your greedy ass yeah like no thank you i'm not supporting you anymore yeah i yeah I know, right when i
1: read that i was like that is low like that's so skeevy so i
0: what what is skee- fuck you galen weston yeah fuck you i used to have a crush on you you Ooh. disappointed me mm, i really did made. oh like fucking 10 years ago at least
1: <laughs> you had a thing for galen weston 10 years ago
0: 100 person. knew about galen
1: weston 10 years ago
0: um <laughs> i did you bitch. did
1: you did apparently i did <laughs> number
0: one fan over here i remember <laughs> it was like when he it was whenever he like initially kind of took over the company or and like started, started doing those becoming, commercials right and he was like mm. talking about chocolate chip cookies or something oh yeah that was like ten, i feel like that was 10 years ago or something like that probably like I, I remember being like oh he cute oh he cute i would okay i ate his cookie I would. <laughs> <laughs> mm, maybe not that but i would like him to eat mine yeah there you go um so speaking of sex i was just-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you are gonna say wait i have a, i don't know if you're thinking of this my question is actually how this new normal how the world events
0: how the world being on
1: fucking fire. So basically. So the world being on fucking fire, this new normal, how that's impacted your sex life.
0: I was literally just going to ask you this. Were you fucking serious? I yes. did not think you were going to ask me that. I, I totally was like, no,
1: bitch, you ain't going to ask me
0: this right I now. totally was. Wow. Oh. The magic
1: is back. <laughs>
0: I, that was like a weird baby dying animal or something. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? It was a bit weird. No, Ooh. you did it the second time. <laughs> like, what? Actually, what was I'm gonna that? I'm going to fucking smash my head again. <laughs> Oh, man, um, <laughs> it's been dry, it's been dry season, dry fucking season in Ditto. the fucking bedroom. But Ditto. I've been thinking about this a lot because this is what I do anytime that there's something going on or I feel like I'm not necessarily lacking something, but I'm just noticing my habits have changed yeah. or my tendencies or my desires have changed. I like to sit with that and be like, huh, what is this? Like, great. Like, what is this? What is what is the root of this for me? And I think a big part of it had to do with, obviously, the instability of everything that was happening. My prolapse mm. has been acting up. My periods have been really intense. Mm. Um, I had – my last period was six days late. That is – Ne- like, not never happened, but has not happened for a very, 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 very long time. Yeah, um yeah. Especially where I was finally in a stage where my periods were getting shorter and shorter. Like, I was finally back to a 28-day cycle, which was amazing. Yeah. My last one was, like, 35 days. So I was like, what? Mm. And so there's, like, this week of limbo period. Mm. And that's kind of what the last three months have felt like. Like, this... And in everything, in like business, in life, in momming, it's just been this like, I just need to get through this. And I think with that mentality or, yeah, just with that mentality and embodying that, it's this sex is not on the table because I'm not thinking about, well, what do I need for pleasure? What do I need for connection? What do I need um, intimacy wise? What do I need for joy? I'm just like, I just need to get to the next fucking minute. And then the next minute and then the next minute and then the next minute. And now we're sleeping and now we're up and now we're doing it again. Yep. Has it been like.
1: It's been similar? very, very, very similar. It's been like I actually this question popped up for me on the way over. And I was like, I'm really curious to know how your um, your sex drive, how, how it's been impacted by the world events. I was like, is that kind of like a weird thing to ask? Like, is that, you know, do you know me? I know, but I was like, you know, I know there's like more important things to talk about in the world right now, but I was like, I am curious because I feel extremely impacted by it all. Like when, um, COVID happened, there was so much stress that I really had no desire to have sex. And then that mass shooting happened. And then I was in like a week of grief and like, I was just really fearful, um, and things kind of were starting to get to like, I was starting to kind of find my footing. And now I'm back to this place of it's not even fear anymore. It's like I'm struggling to find the motivation to sexually connect with my partner.
0: Yes.
1: Like, I, Ollie and I have been having these conversations the last couple of nights um, after our friend and her daughter just left this weekend, uh, they were staying for four days and we were like, okay, like there's, we've always noticed that like whenever we go a few days without really like connecting with one another, there's this weird period where we're like, okay, we've got to reconnect. You do that too? Hard yes. Okay. So we were like, how do we, how do we stay connected in these moments? And I'm like, I don't think this just applies to, you know, to, um, when we have someone over or when you go away and I don't see you for a couple of days, I think it also is applying to bigger world events when like both of our yep. minds are somewhere else and we are not connecting the way that we usually would. Mm. And I was like, how do we keep that connection alive? And Ollie came home today and he was, he had messaged me while he was upstairs. He's like, I don't have to go back to work right now. If you want to come upstairs and join me. And like, as soon as I saw that message, my gut, sank and I was sad and I was frustrated and he came downstairs and I he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like I saw your message and he was like okay and I didn't say anything else and then as he was leaving I was like I don't know what to say I was like I am confused I I really want to connect with you. Like I want to connect with you in a way that you are holding me, mm-hmm. that you're telling me that I'm safe and I'm protected. Like that's the way I want to connect with you because I feel like the world is on fire. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I want to do is like put on some sexy lingerie and do a strip tease for you. I'm like, yeah. if we're going to connect in a sexual way, it is through a like raw, intimate, like soul bearing, like, you know what I mean? Like, I want you to see me on my knees, like, crying for the world and being like, I got you, babe. I'm going to lift you up. And, like, that's how we'll do it. Yeah. But, like, how do I say that in the moment? Like, how do I,
0: Um, I think I, th- I feel like this is where, because I, I, like, it's interesting because I've had a lot of similar Like similarity in this, in this, like everything was so much, and so I just kind of got insular. Yeah, and I got insular with myself too. Like I wasn't, I wasn't self pleasuring. I wasn't. I was just completely like my pussy was not humming, or at least I wasn't attuned to her humming. Right, like I was so connected to what was going on mentally, what was going on externally, what was going on in my heart, and like that feedback loop of what was happening and then having a lot of really intense conversations and moments of connection with my partner, but doing it in a very like solar plexus up. Yeah. Kind of way. Yep. Yep. Right. Like very intellectual, deep conversations which are good and valuable and awesome, but it's like we forgot the importance of bringing it down to, or like having the same conversation, Would it have felt different if I was straddling him while we were talking? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And like, these are the things that I've been thinking about more where it's how I have to have an active role in activating that part of myself. So I have one of the things that I've been doing every day for the last week or so. So for the the entire, almost, almost the entire three months of, of, um, distancing and isolation. I took the first 2 weeks which were kind of like great for me in the sense that we had a really awesome outpouring of community and mm-hmm. people caring for us and that was really great, but when we got into April I started to like notice myself fall into that slump of of just surviving. And then I recognized that I needed to have more of a committed daily practice. And so I started doing um, daily breath breath work in the morning uh, via IG live with um, Brittany Firth. Amazing. If you're not following her, go give her a follow every single morning Um, or it was every single morning. Now it's uh, Monday to Friday at 830 p.m. 830 a.m. Oh, my God, friends. 830 a.m. Atlantic time. And it's 15 Mm -hmm. minutes of breath and then two minutes of meditation and what i was doing every morning is i extend the meditation usually and then i'll wrap up with journaling but for the last week to week and a half i've been adding into my meditation this kind of like chakra system activation Mm -hmm. that i've been doing where i go through every single access point in my body and i like call it to open and then i call out specifically like mentally in my mind why I want that opening and what I'm calling in. So it's like my crown chakra. I'm calling in connection with my higher self connection with my guides connection with my um, galactic family connection with the divine, the universe, et cetera, et cetera. Moving to my, my third eye, I'm talking about like, may I have the intuition connection and the deep knowing to interpret all of these messages that are coming in, uh, coming to my throat. May I have the ability to speak truth even when it shakes everyone around me may my ability to speak truth spark that ability to speak unshakable truth in everyone who's around me like just going through every single thing yeah. and what was really interesting is for the week that I was doing it every time I got to my womb and this is when like during the period that my my period was not coming I got to my womb and I, I it like it 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 felt almost lifeless or like it was just holding so much and I was like okay like may it be, may, may I access pleasure? May I be creative? May I be expansive? May I shed? May I cleanse? May I heal my ancestral wounds? Like all of that. And then it dawned on me. I think it was like the fifth day that I had done this. I was doing this for my womb. And my period was five, six days late at this point. And it dawned on me. I had this moment where I was like, Bitch, you can't say that you're calling in pleasure if you're not actively going to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Like I I have to have an active role in cultivating what it is that I want. And so that day I was like, I'm not feeling sexy. I don't feel like I want it, but I am shutting the door and I'm going to fuck myself. I was like, I don't care if it's quickie. I don't, I'm going to try and like, I'm going to try and embody it. I'm going to try and get into my body and I'm going to try and feel myself. And I just like stroked my pussy for a while. And then I took out my satisfier and I orgasmed the next day. My period came pretty sure there's no fucking coincidence Mm -hmm. to that Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. And so since that has happened, I've realized that even if I'm not feeling like it, If I take the time to connect to all of these centers of myself and connect back into myself and ask myself, like, what is it I feel like I'm lacking? Am I am I lacking intimacy or pleasure or whatever it is within myself, within my partner um, or my relationship in general? Because it's not on them. What. Am I actively doing about that? Mm -hmm. So I can hold that intention all I fucking want I can feel like I'm missing that thing all I want, Mm -hmm. but I need to take an active role in cultivating that. And so what's really interesting is like Jeff and I fucked for the first time in probably three months last night. Wow. And I firmly believe that like we were able to do that because a, we've been talking about it a lot. Yeah. Um, and talking about like what his needs are and the way that he's feeling because he's been dealing a- with a lot right now with the kids and like mm. work and um, Fallon's beginning up at 5.30 every morning and it's just he's not sleeping enough and that the toll that that's taking on him um, and recognizing my needs and then also honoring that he's not in a space that he could give that to me and so I took it upon myself. I was like, okay, well, if you can't, that's great. I honor that. I'm letting you know that I'm interested in this. And when you're ready, let me know. In the meantime, I'm going to be masturbating a lot more. I'm going to take intentional time, even if I'm not feeling like it to stoke that fire for myself. And the more that I'm stoking the fire, the more that I'm starting to feel naturally turned on. And so like, I wore something super fucking cute yesterday. And I went out with mm. my friend, and we were apart. and and we spent the like I left it too, and I didn't come home until like five quarter after five. I came in the house. And um it was just like eventually, we had kind of like flirted with the idea, and I had completely released the attachment to the idea of us actually fucking because I was like, I don't want to put that pressure on anybody Yeah. because worst case scenario, I can do that for myself. I like, and I say worst case scenario, which sounds terrible, but it's, it's that I can cultivate that for myself yeah. if I need it. Absolutely. And there are other ways that we can enjoy intimacy together. And that's another thing that we've been yeah. trying to prioritize more like lighting candles and just laying in bed together and mm-hmm. being okay with that. Um, but Last night we went to bed and I I was laying in bed and like all of a sudden he was getting really frisky and he was like rubbing up on me and I like I had that moment of resistance where I was like, but sleeping would be really nice and I don't necessarily feel turned on. Yeah. But then I checked myself and I was like, you have been wanting this for so long. What if you give yourself permission to feel into it for a little bit? If you're still not feeling it within five minutes of like gently stroking your pussy or whatever it is or yeah. making out, then fine. At least you leaned into it. And you gave yourself permission to explore that mm. you have. You can always pull out at any time. Yeah. Right. I can always be like, you know what? Like I this isn't working for me right now. Yeah. And I like if you want to get some, can I support you in that? Great. Let me know. I can leave the room. I can yeah. I can just roll over and go to bed. You you can go to the bathroom, go take a shower, I don't care. Yeah. But I can pull that at any time and so can I give myself permission to show up for myself and and recognize that this is something that I've I've been saying that I want to cultivate more of. Yeah, that really resonates cuz like
1: I have only felt resistance when it comes to sharing lately sharing intimacy with ollie like i have been having sex with myself um i'm in my summer right now so you know quite quite often she getting it i've been getting it and i've been really cultivating this um new normal of <laughs> dressing to impress myself every day so like i'm wearing earrings every day when i wake up in the morning i put on a little bit of lipstick i do my hair every day i put i intentionally wear something cute even if all i know what all I'm going to do that day is do chores or be outside with the boys. I'm going to look fucking hot doing it because I want to do it for myself. So like all of that's been really well, like I've been really cultivating um, pleasure for myself. But lately, you know, whenever I find that I have disconnected from Ollie and that's been right now, I really, really, really struggle to get past this resistance like you know and and I know that that's got to be a lot of my trauma playing into it of like you know don't look at it um maybe just run the other way and like I was writing in my journal about it and I said you know what would be some like best case scenarios of having sex with ollie right now and i was like well you know like what if i was just like distracted and then it came up on me and i was like well that's what he tried to do last night like we were lying in bed and then he rolled over and he's like can i caress you and i was like oh and i took a moment and i was like sure and like i when he started caressing me i was like okay like this feels good and then it just went away Mm. and i was like what that is going on here so I was journeying about it today I thought like well not even like distraction like spontaneity is really doing it for me like today when he tried to initiate at lunchtime that didn't do it for me so I was like I think that when we become disconnected there really needs to be this very intentional cultivation mm. where we lay down this base that I know that I am safe because mm. for the last three months I think all of us have felt a sense of not feeling safe, mm. whether it be economically, whether it be with food, whether it be with shelter, whether it be mm. in relationships. We have health. all... Th- health. D- yeah, DOS Sarah. <laughs>
0: Fuck. Like, <laughs> durr, derp. You know, um. just in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> fine. It's fine.
1: There you go. So it's like, we've all felt this level of not feeling safe. And definitely over the last uh, few weeks, of uh, the revolution... Um, I have really uh, deconstructed many of my beliefs. Yeah. I've deconstructed many of my experiences as a white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really made me feel shaken and uncomfortable, which is fine. Which I need is to great. fucking feel that.
0: Great. If you're in this and you have not felt uncomfortable yet, you need to do some more you work. You need to do some more work. You really, really do.
1: And I have... I've had some uh, personal issues within uh, my life. Uh, uh, People I care about, issues happening. Mm. And that's all left me feeling very unstable. And I think that I need to really be very intentional with Ollie and say, you know, I love you. I love sex. I love sex with Mm. you. But right now I need to lay down this like beautiful base where I know all the ways that I feel safe with you. Mm. And that was one of the things that I did today. My last session with my art therapist, Evie, we were talking about safety and within my relationship. And she said to me, she was like, what are some ways that you feel safe with Ollie? Because we were talking about boundaries and all that. And I said, I concentrate on boundaries and consent and like triggers. I said, but like what I don't concentrate on is all the ways he does make me feel Mm. safe. Like I'm always putting all my energy into like, what is this new boundary that I need to lay down? Or like, blah, 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 blah. Like how do I, you know, support my sexual trauma? And so finally I sat down today and I was like, I'm finally going to make a list of all the ways that Ollie makes me feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I intend to share it with him. And, but after I did it, it was extremely helpful. And it really took me outside of this state that I have been living in of this instability, Mm -hmm. this fear. And it, kind of put me back in this place of like okay I can do this work mm. I can be present for the people that I love that are having a difficult time I can show up and I can I can do all of that and still be connected to my partner and this is how I'm going to do yeah. it you know and, and and I think that I uh again you know like everything that's happened in the last six months it's just like really making us think about so many different parts of our lives and mm. how we function daily you know in the in our communities mm. within our relationships within our families or don't like, function or don't function
0: right yeah I think there's been a big a big awakening to the things that that are broken and that have been built broken and that that have been broken for a long time both like on a grand scale and then also on a very internal personal scale like within yourself and then within within your your family then within your community then within your place of work within your um, province or state within your country within your continent within the world yeah so it's of course we're gonna feel fucking shaken from like the midsection down because everything is getting stripped away. And as like terrifying and jarring and like fucked up, all of that is, it's also this incredible opportunity to, to like figure some deep shit out. Yeah. And I mean, it's so funny because you were just talking about safety And one of the first things that I said to Jeff, like after we fucked was thank you for being my safe place. Mm. I'm like, like, I feel so safe with you Mm. and I'm so grateful that I feel so safe with you and thank Mm. you for, for doing that for me or for being that for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he doesn't have to do that for me. He doesn't necessarily try to do that for me either. He just is. And I feel like that's tapping into that essence of like divine masculine, divine feminine like this. When I am. When I feel safe. I can let my wild out. Yeah. And divine feminine is wild in nature. Mm -hmm. Wild as fuck. And so there needs to be to be more recognition around that divine masculine Mm because it's like we've been living in a toxic masculine world for so long and it's like now that that's I firmly believe like now that that we're being a like awakened to that. It's just adding to the instability that we're feeling. Yeah. Because we re- we realize, we've seen the sham. Yeah,
1: yeah, that yeah. That we're
0: not actually fucking safe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody has
0: been fucking safe at all. No. Except for us, like, white privileged folk. And even then, there's some questionable shit there, especially if you're a woman. Yeah. Or identify as a woman. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's, of course, you're not feeling safe. Yeah. And... I do, it's funny, as much as I'm I'm somebody who's like, don't ever force sex, ever, because that's not helpful, there is this part of, of it where it's like, you do kind of have to like, force yourself to show up in some way.
1: Leaning into the resistance. Yeah.
0: So it's like, I'm not ever going to, f- I'm never going to do something that, no. I'm never going to follow through with something that's not feeling good. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to feel into it. I'm going to give myself. Yeah. But I... Yeah, I it's there is something to be said around that idea of like scheduling time.
1: Man, it's, it gives me the heebie-jeebies.
0: I it does. It it's funny because I'm uh, I agree. Yeah. So much. Yeah. In so many ways, but then again, I'm I am seeing more and more and feeling more and more how much harder it is to reconnect once you've disconnected yeah right and so it's like if i was in a position where i knew not necessarily every wednesday night at 8 p.m i'll meet you in the bedroom like it's not necessarily that i i you know what before you even said that i think
1: i know where you're going with this where what you're saying, and I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think where you're going with this is, like, not necessarily schedule actual
0: penetration. No. Yeah, that's the no.
1: But schedule hanging out. Yep.
0: Quality time. Date nights? Yeah. And, like, one of the things that we've been playing with more often, we've only done it once, but when we did it, we were both like, we need to do this more often. Lighting candles in our room and giving each other a massage. Zero, mm. like, zero expectation for sex Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but just being present with each other while naked Mm -hmm. and touching each other and being in the act of giving and receiving and like letting letting that be the intimate practice for the day and it's like I like to think um how different life might look for for me and my family in my life if we had daily intimate intimacy practices right Penetration is never something that is scheduled in to these yeah, intimacy practices. because that's what
1: gives me the heebie-jeebies. Because oh, whenever sure. I, like, mo- I shouldn't... S- I- the times that I have read about it, it's been in the context of penetration. Yeah. And that's always turned me off really hard. But in this context of saying, no, just... Intimacy, sharing mm. intimacy, and you know that can be massages. Um, that can be hanging on the couch together, playing a board game together, playing a board game together. Um, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like for Ollie and I, it's, um, and I think that we've kind of lost the emphasis on it over the last little while. But for us, it's creative nights. Mm. Like that is something that always connects us. One time we uh, were downstairs and when we're usually having creative nights we like to get naked and the rule is this is to 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 protect the sanctity sanctity of the basement where we are having the creative nights is that Mm, while we're naked no pressure to have sex but if you want if that comes up you ask the other person if they would like to go upstairs with you Mm. so that you do not at all Um, take away from that very sacred space.
0: Yeah, I feel like I remember you guys mentioning this in your episode, the last episode that you did. And I was like, that's such a great idea. It's a fantastic idea. And there was this one night, we've
1: only done it once, we wanted to do it again, where we actually drew each other naked. And that, I mean, like me as an artist, I know Ollie and I have done it once before years ago, but doing that again Mm. and being able to share art with ollie in that way and we're with him looking at my naked body and knowing that he is painting me or drawing mm. me is what a profound way to connect with my partner you know like art for me and painting is is a gateway to my soul mm. and then to be able to do that with my partner like fuck yeah so this conversation right now like this is reminding me and it's like okay I reckon now just realizing yes. Okay. Right now I'm feeling very unsafe. This is what I can do to get back Mm. there. And it's, you know, I think I've been putting a lot of expectation on myself to
0: get back to having sex with Ollie. Yeah, for sure. You know what's, it's like in talking about all of these things that, that um, all of these systems and beliefs that we're now kind of calling out into the open we have to think about that and like the internal reflection and belief systems that that we have bought into. Yeah. And I mean, there's always that undertone of as a woman, your fucking job is to provide sex to your partner. <sighs> yes. Right? And yeah. it's like we can we can like scoff at that and like be annoyed by that, but somewhere, but, somewhere deep inside, there is still that belief of if I am not engaging sexually with my partner i am not serving my partner and i am of no value
1: that like hits me and that's like a gut punch honestly right because like as much work as i have done as a feminist as a sexual assault
0: survivor that does still exist within me right but the more that we make space to recognize that that is still there and actively like nurture your inner child that is still in that mentality and help that like little Sarah and little Lindsay like grow up into the fullness of, oh, I actually don't need to prescribe to this belief through nurturing and caring and like constantly recognizing when that is coming up. Yeah. That's how we can get through it. And and so it's it's of course we feel that. I I've fucking felt that in the last three months even with my partner being primarily the one that's like no i don't want to right and but still there's this like but i feel like i have to i feel like i'm supposed to i feel like i'm not fulfilling a duty if i am not sitting on your dick yeah and that's never the way that i want to come into sex because for me i'm like no this is like the merging of our souls like right right like (laughs) yeah
1: not but that's that's exactly how i felt today when i told ollie no and when he he messaged me afterwards and he was very understanding and he was just trying to understand where i was coming from and i was like i you know like i'm i'm really confused about where i am why i'm in this position um but fuck i just lost my train of thought of like what i was trying to say
0: you looked at the time didn't you
1: i did i looked at the fucking time (laughs) fuck um um oh god it's gone something about what you were just talking about but yeah i'm i'm there i think i felt that today about yeah. feeling like it's a duty and whenever that comes up for me right like it did it did come up for me where i felt like because he's been so understanding
0: yes
1: that i should <laughs> relent
0: Isn't the fact that we do that to ourselves
1: Oh, man. And, and because of how passionate I am about, you know, uh, bodily autonomy and, and uh, all of that, I, I, I then get really upset. And I'm, yeah. I'm in this place inside of myself where I'm both equally guilty, feeling yeah. guilty, and then extremely angry. And then when he tries to present the conversation, I'm like, yeah, like that's all how right. I would always be in the past. And now I can be at a point where I'm like, this is where I am. It's really complicated. I just need to talk about it. I need to verbalize yeah. this. It doesn't make sense, but I need to get it out. Yeah. And after I did that, he was like, thank you for verbalizing that. He's like, I'm so proud of you for saying all that. And I'm like, God damn it. That just like, you know, like that, you're so understanding. Like,
0: fuck. See, but the, like, <laughs> that's the point where it's like, what, what is that like immature part of you yeah. inside needing like instead of instead of feeding into that rage which easier said than done how can you nurture that part of you yeah into healing through yeah whatever that belief is whatever that like lie that we've been sold is and bringing it back into the light and bringing it back into the truth and so like this is these are all of the things that that have been like permeating in my brain while also having my like spiritual teacher being like by the way (laughs) you're your galactic guides need to talk to you and they do that through your heart and your pussy so you need to be uh fucking do that <laughs> uh. no pressure <laughs> <laughs> which it was so it was so i just laughed i laughed hysterically when that was given to me because it's like i had been feeling that anyway mm. and i was like okay <laughs> I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go shut this down and go masturbate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> gonna go rub one out now, right?
0: But it's like it's so, it's so incredible, and this is why I love that we're doing what we're doing, where it's like having these open conversations, and hopefully providing for for you, fucking amazing listeners, this opportunity of reflection to start to not. I don't want to say dissect because that kind of has the connotation of like overthinking everything, but really to start reflecting more around like, where is this, where is this thought coming from? Where is this feeling coming from? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what do I know is truth? Like, what am I, what am I hearing? What am I wanting to embody? What am what a what is the way that I would like to be living? Yeah. And how is what I'm feeling not honoring that? And what uh, what work do I need to do around healing and nurturing this part of myself and helping this part of myself blossom into the fullness of who I am? Mm-hmm. And and then like having that opportunity of like sitting back and being like, Oh my God, what is that gonna feel like? Oh shit. Oh, that's <laughs> gonna be unreal. <laughs> she could see my face right now I know. <laughs> <laughs> but right like it's i uh, so often i think this is kind of where you have the opportunity of falling in love with the idea of aging too mm. right when you can start to to really look at the things that you have overcome or that you have grown through yeah and then Also recognize all of the wounds that you actively still have and all of the the lies that are still programmed within your system that you are still um, living with and living through and and kind of actively trying to dismantle and Mm -hmm. um, rewrite. And then thinking like, oh my God, what kind of embodiment and fierceness and like magnitude and presence am I going to have? in five years from now mm-hmm. in 10 years from now yeah. like what mm-hmm. the fuck nothing will be able to contain me mm-hmm. how ridiculous is that gonna be fuck yeah right so true i mean like
1: you know you and i have said so many times it's like this it probably sounds like a broken record but since the beginning <laughs> of momgasm like I, I feel like a completely different person oh, for sure you know and Looking over the last five years of my life. Mm. Holy jumpin' in <laughs> Are you an old Catholic woman now? <laughs> Are you from Cape Breton? That's the maritime coming out of me. That's the very, yeah. Um, yeah, c- c- just very, very different. So, so aware. I have so much agency now. Mm. And thinking about the future when I'm 40 years old. Yeah. Holy fuck
0: yeah it's yeah it's really delightful to me to Mm. have the gift of getting older yeah and to have the gift of not just getting older but being actively engaged in the process of maturing yeah and and i say that in like the fullest sense possible
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and um yeah i yeah forgot what I was gonna fucking say. Which is fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. it's fine. It's fine. I feel like we could talk about this forever. This yeah. is like I oh my god I've missed these conversations. I know.
1: It's so much different when we're sitting it's in front of each entirely other.
0: Entirely different. Entirely different. Mom chasms back
1: I mean we didn't go anywhere. But it was it just wasn't the same. <laughs> nah, it's not it's not but we back.
0: we <laughs> back Am I, what is that? Por- Porky Pig? Is that yeah, what it is? It was- that's from Looney Tunes. And with that, <laughs> peace, love, and a whole lot of cum. Not. We love you. All. Hey,
1: you. Yeah, you. Did you hear? There's a mom party happening every two weeks. That's right. Every two weeks, Lindsay and I are sitting down via Zoom and we are connecting with you, our luscious, loyal, loving listeners, in a never-before-seen way. Well, maybe that's not true, but it's been amazing. We have been having hilarious nights, playing games, sharing stories, and just getting real upfront and personal, the best way we know how. If you want to join, head to our Patreon, where we are serving it up for only $2 a month. So what are you waiting for? Looking to spruce up your wardrobe? Get your hands on the official Momgasm merch. We've got sweaters, we've got t-shirts, we've got everything. Not really. Well, not yet. Head to the link in our description. And don't forget to send us some pictures of you rocking our Momgasm swag. We love it. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Momgasm Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And that's it. We'll catch you next time.